0: Evening ladies. My name is Janet and um I've been a Christian now for 14 almost 15 years, but it hasn't always been that way. And um you can imagine my surprise when Susan said, "Janet, can you talk to the girls and tell them your story?" And I'm like, "Me? Who would want to hear my story?" And then I thought, "You know what? There's people out there that every one of us has a story. Look at the person next to you. That person has a story, and you may not even know a little bit of that story. And you're never going to know that story if you cannot show unconditional love. You cannot judge people, because that's not our job. Our job is to love people. Um, I'm like, 20 minutes, huh, Susan? I'm 58. I don't know if I can do that in 20 minutes but i am um, decided that I'm going to break my story down into Janet Mulholland Janet Roper and Janet Bader so Janet Mulholland was born and raised here in the Alton area she had a brother and a mom and dad that were lower to middle class not a lot of money uh, alcohol played a part in our family so they're Wasn't a lot of uh, extra money, a lot of extra things that we were able to do. Um, And quite frankly, my dad wasn't there a lot, you know. And so I kind of felt like a lot of times I was raised by my mom. And because my mom had to work, then I had to take care of my little brother. So everywhere I went, Doug went. But, you know, I don't think I would change any of that because... I've never not felt loved by my parents, even though the choices that they made reflected down on us. But the choices that we make will reflect on our children or our grandchildren or our neighbors or whoever. You know, you fill in the blank. When you're at work, you know, it's how you... How you act, and one of the verses that comes to mind for me is Colossians 4:5-6. It's, live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive, and so you will have the right response to everyone. You know, it's, it's just hard to always do. I know it's hard to always do the right things, but, you know, when um. The first two years of my grade school life I went to a Catholic school. And um then things changed dynamically and we were drugged into the um Alton School District which I loved. I had a blast in the Alton School District. Uh go Redbirds football team, you know.
1: <laughs> um but
0: uh I had a very good friend that lived a couple doors over, and um, her mom and dad were the Ward and June Cleaver kind of family, you know. Dad and mom both had good jobs. Well, I guess June didn't work, but um, Rosalie did. And uh, they had good jobs, and they were real involved in their church. The dad was an elder, and so I went to church with her. That's where I got my church on um, for probably... 67 years, I went to the Calvary Baptist Church in in Upper Alton with them, and I I learned a lot um, with them. But then my teenage years came around, and, you know, I'd raised myself, basically, so I thought I would live the way I wanted to live. And it's not always a good thing, right? Um, Again, I, I don't know if I would be the person I am today had I not made those poor choices. Um, I had a couple boyfriends in high school that had anger issues. So at a young age, I experienced, um, and I say young, you know, 16, 17, 18, 19, I experienced some physical abuse in a relationship when all you wanted to do was have someone to love you, you know. Um, And then I met my first husband, Steve, and... I just fell head over heels in love with him. I was just like, yep, this is the one. And we dated for a while, and then I moved in with him. And girls, young girls, listen to me. Don't do that. I'm not saying it because I did it, and it's okay. I'm saying it because I know you deserve more. Your parents know you deserve more. Your heavenly Father knows you deserve more, and every one of you in your back of your mind, whether you want to admit it or not, are thinking about the day that you're going to get married. save it. Keep that thought in mind. I think back now, and you know when you get yourself in a situation to where you do what you want to do, you're living the wor- ways of the world, you think. I'm happy. Well, you go back a few years or go ahead a few years and maybe you find out you weren't so happy. You were content. And there's a big difference between being content and happy. So, my first husband had three to three back surgeries. He got addicted to painkillers, which that and alcohol. Um, then he turned to street drugs, cocaine. So my husband never cheated on me with a said woman. Her name was cocaine, you know. And, and it ultimately took his life one night. So here I am with a five-and-a-half-year-old son. No husband. No heavenly father in my life. Now, I have always believed in God. But I never had a relationship with him. And there is a big difference, ladies. There is a big difference between believing in God and and having a relationship with him. Um, I know there was a God because the night that my husband passed away was the 4th of July, 1999. It's almost been 20 years. There were police. There were ambulances. There were people. There were detectives. There were everybody there. And my son slept through the whole thing. I also know there's a God because my son, it's horrible to lose a parent. But at five and a half, you have no bad memories. The only thing that hurts is sometimes you can't remember what they look like. But with that being said, three years later, Bob Bader comes into my life. Well... (laughs) <laughs> Should I say any more? <laughs> you know, I've said it for years. Stand back, ladies. He's all mine, you know. <laughs> He's a crazy dude. He runs on high energy all the time. He's a, he was the total opposite of what I had been involved with all my life. Now, he, get ready for this, ladies. I am his fourth wife, okay, okay. He did not have Jesus in his life either. And so therefore, none of his marriages ever worked out. It was always her fault, or his fault, or whoever, you know. They never had. They never gave it to somebody to help them. You know, another thing that I want to tell all you single women or young ladies is when they say do premarital counseling, do premarital counseling. Because even... The relationship that I have with Bob, and it's very good, there are still... He was raised one way, and I was raised another. And I never thought that those things would clash at some time, you know? um, I don't sweat the little things. But Neil goes in and steals a pair of socks out of his drawer, and God forbid, you know? I mean, I'm like, socks? You're mad about socks? But, you know... I'm telling you there are the ways that we were brought up in life affect our our decisions on our expectations um, you know everything that we have I can tell you that when Bob and I first started coming to the church he has a niece and her name is Lori Springer and I was hoping that she'd be here tonight so I could drag her up here but she's not and uh, she was coming to the church at that time and was very involved. And she kept saying, Uncle Bob, don't you come to church with me? Uncle Bob, why don't you come to church with me? But I looked at him and I said, let's go to church with her. She
2: won't shut up, you know. <laughs> and
0: uh, so we came to church. And I'm telling you, and this is when the church was back here in the great room, you know. We, had, we didn't have the big dome, you know. And the worship team, oh, the worship team. It just started melting my heart. It just started crumbling. It made me crumble. You know, just... I'd sit there and I'd have tears running down my face. At just... You know, and... For several years later, I didn't even realize that half the songs are from passages in the Bible. You know, that's how little I knew about my relationship with God. But... um we were here for about a year. Oh but I forgot to tell you we were living together when we started to come here. And we wanted to get involved and we wanted to be teachers or we wanted to do something and somebody finally tapped us on the shoulder and said, Hey, you got to quit playing church. If you want to do these things, you have to do these things. You know it's it's so easy. To again, to get caught up in the ways of the world. You know, I look back and I think, Gosh, I wish I would not have, you know, had sex before marriage. I wish I wouldn't have had. uh, uh, I'm going to do what I want to do, live the ways of the world. I wish I wouldn't have moved in with my first husband. I lived with my first husband 13 years before we got married. 13 years. I was content. I wasn't happy. You know, so I, I know that um, my story is just my story, and, and everybody has one, like I said. But uh, you don't go through these things in life just because. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11 tells you, For I know I have the plans for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Everything that we go through in life, guys, can be used to glorify God. I mean, everything. We have bad experience at work, an employer, marriage, uh, death of a spouse. Um, you know, it, the list can go on and on and on. Um, and I've left out a lot of this. <laughs> You know, um, but uh, if you ever want to blow by blow some days, tap me on the shoulder, I'll be more than happy to go over that with you. But um one thing that I want to tell you is, you know, we did lead the church. So We got our act together. We got married. And it wasn't two weeks after we got married, we were barging down the front doors. And I want to tell you that... Anybody that says that the people at Greater Alton Church are not loving people, I, I disagree. We were welcomed with opened arms. We weren't chastised. You know, we're glad you're back. We've missed you, you know. Um, it's just that a church family is something that is different than your home family. You know, your home family's gonna love up on you and they're gonna pat you on your shoulder and they're gonna tell you everything's gonna be alright. But your church family is gonna say, Hey, you're gonna pull yourself up by the boot straightens. You know, you gotta quit feeling sorry for yourself. You gotta get with the budget. You gotta get with the program. You gotta, you know, you're gonna have to do these things if if you want to be able to help somebody, you got to get it right first. Or, don't let me think that I've got it all right, because I know I don't. But I'm a lot better than I was, I can tell you that. Another verse that comes to mind is Ecclesiastes 4.12. A person stands alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple-braided cord that is not easily broken. You need your church family. You need somebody that's going to tell you, Girl, you did good today. Or, Girl, what were you thinking? You know, um, it's just something that you can, you, somebody can tell you something, and you might roll your nose at the time. But when you go back home and you stop and think about it, you know it was all out of love. It ain't nobody wants to hurt you. They want to help you. And sometimes helping you does hurt. <coughs> and and you know, like I said, all of our the reason that, you know, things happen the way they do is because there is sin in the world and we have free choice. We don't always make the right decisions. But we have to be able to realize when we haven't try to make and do better you know like i said with that being said everything that we go through good and bad can be used to for god's glory i've been working through my hurts by helping others for years now i want to call a few people up if they want to come up that's fine if they don't that's fine too stephanie tankersley chrissy Harders, fancy grove wow I will tell you that I never went through divorce. Losing your husband is like divorce. Chrissy and Stephanie have both been affected by divorce in the last two years. Nancy's been affected by the loss of her husband. And because of the things that I've been through, I hope that I've been able to help them just a little bit. I have laughed with these girls. I have cried with these girls. And I probably will do it again tonight before I leave. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, just the things that you can, the support that you can do for people is, is just something that amazes me. And I can tell you that these ladies are a part of my story because of that. And um, you see, ladies, it's not what you go through that hurts you. It's what you go back to. So don't go back to that troubled life. Don't go back to that living the ways of the world. Um, it just, I mean, I don't know how to say it any clearer, you know. God's just waiting for us. To, he's there for us all the time. We have to reach up to him because he's reaching down for us all the time. And if we're not reaching up for him, he's saying, "I'm here. I'm here." You know? And you're like, "Why do I just go to him for the 911 prayer? You know, why do I why why don't I go to him with everything? Good, bad, ugly." Trust me, when you do that, your life is going to get a lot better. A couple of the things that I wrote down, it's like never judge others by someone else's opinion. Be a light to the world. In the blink of an eye, everything can change. So forgive often, love with all your heart, and because you may not have a chance to do that again or tomorrow. Because we don't know. What's going to happen tomorrow? Just make the best of what we got. Um, I've asked these girls to come up here just because they're, like I said, they've been a part of my life, and um, they want to say something, they can. If not, I got a song I
3: want us to sing. Yeah. I'm going to go first.
1: Yeah.
3: Okay. Nancy's going to go first. Janet asked me if I was going to come on Friday night, and I said, "Yeah, I think I am." And she says, "Well." I want to ask you something. I thought, no, I'm not coming. (laughs) And I even told him Tuesday night, I said, I'm not going. (laughs) Um, When I saw her crying, I don't want to cry, but um, I got a scripture that means a lot to me, and it reminds me of Janet. And so I'm going to get it out in 2 Corinthians 1, 2 through 4. It says, Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion, the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we may comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. Okay, and I, what I really think about is um, sympathy is acknowledging another person's suffering. But once you have went through something, it turns into empathy, and that empathy is so much deeper than what, you know, sympathy is. And so, I gotta get my clean there. Janet was there for me. She came to the hospital. Uh, we had good times, I hate say it, but when Larry was in the hospital, we had good times because she, I gotta tell a little story where she, she'd say, Oh, I don't need a bed, and just give me a pillow, and she'd lay flat out on the floor in the barn, you know. <laughs> And I go. Are you gonna sleep on that floor? Yeah, that's where I'm at. But um, and then I, the one thing that I every morning when I go to work, I get there about 5:30. I don't start work till six. And I have a little devotion book that I try to read every day and do my prayers. So I open it up today on Friday, November the 10th, and it's the hand of comfort. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but um, it says, having um, comfort is a powerful and memorable tool for any caregiver. And Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 1, 3-4, which I had written, it's an important part of God's toolbox. Not only that, but God also multiplies the impact of his comfort by calling us to use the memory of the comfort he gave us to comfort others in similar situations. It is but another sign of his great love, and one that we can share with others, sometimes in the simplest of gestures. And um, I think one of the simplest things was just receiving a phone call or just say, hey, what are you doing? Can I come over and hang out with you? And um, just let me cry, let me talk. And uh, so now I thought you can either sit back and do that or you can... Um, take what you've learned through your struggles and bring healing to another person. So now it's my part to I reach, try to reach out to all the women I can at work who have lost husbands or little children, because I've lost four children prematurely. So that way I can help them. And I just love it.. <laughs> my answer
1: isn't going to be very long. Um, <laughs> I'm, I try not to be long-winded like other people that I know. Um, Excuse me? <laughs> not you. Okay. But um, I just want to say that uh, I think the the biggest thing is um, in this church family, um, there is a lot of different people and a lot of things that you can learn from each other and different experiences and uh, sharing those and uh, how important that is. For this body here, but also for other bodies in the community. Um, And uh, uh, I'm just really encouraged by this year of everybody um, really trying to reach out to each other, but also to reach out to the community. Um, I think that's a huge thing. Um, That's something that I've been praying about a lot. And... um, I just, uh, I, just, um, I just pray that everybody just really um, maybe take some time out this week and think of um, one or two people that we can really um, reach out to, with, whether in our workplace. I'm blessed with an awesome job. Um, I'm able to talk to people all the time about God and where I go to church and how grateful I am. I'm able to talk to them about divorce and about being a mom, a single mom, um, and it's just really cool, um, but uh, Janet has done that for me this year in a big way, I've learned a lot from her and her parenting, and I'm not about not having to have it all together, or and trusting God with that, and um, about... You know, marriage and how difficult that can be in dating after that, after you've been divorced and or um, not been married anymore. So um, I just appreciate everybody um, here and um, the love that you guys have and just to keep doing that for other people. Thank
2: you. Uh, they've made me weepy already. Um. I just want to say how amazing this woman is. She's done a lot for me, from just encouraging me to kick in my butt every so often and saying, "What are you doing?" Um, it's it's really important to have this connection with other women, and I think that this Susan, this is awesome, and and I. I want everybody to do like Stephanie said and think about just even one person that you can touch this week this next week. one person that you can call or text or say you know hello to that you haven't before, just say say something to them. and I think that Janet is a special person because she reached out to me when. I felt really alone in the world. My marriage was crum- marriage was crumbling. My kids had grown up and moved away, and my health was not good. And even though she didn't, she hadn't been divorced. She hadn't, you know, hadn't her kids hadn't moved away yet. Neil was still at, at home, and there were things that, even though she couldn't specifically relate to, she was able to to take what I was going through and, like you said, empathize. And that that's a great thing. And you and Stephanie Gill both saved me because I was going down a bad road. And I'm just grateful to my church family, and I love all you guys very much.
0: We want to sing a song? Yeah. But we want everybody else to join in. It's just a song that means a lot to me because uh, it kind of resembles what God did for me. So you girls have got the.
2: Jesus,
0: love.